with on-demand talk shows 24-7. I see. This is TalkZone.com. It's time for Healthy Talk Radio. Healthy Talk Radio with Julian Whitaker, MD, America's wellness doctor, and Deborah Ray, America's first lady of health. Coming to you live from the headquarters of the Global Health Network and across the world wide web. <gasps> Computers can do that? It's America's longest running radio program dedicated to your health and wellness. What's taking place here is an alternative approach. Get in on the phone lines now by calling 1 800 307 3002. Now, here's Dr. Whitaker and Deborah Ray. Good day. Welcome to Healthy Talk Radio. I'm Deborah Ray. Well, makes you want to go to the hospital with a magic marker in hand. A Rhode Island hospital fined $50,000 and reprimanded yesterday after the third wrong site brain surgery this year. Well, it is a well-served question. Are you getting enough vitamin D? And America's wellness doctor, Julia Whitaker, MD, joins us today to help you reach the answer. What's right for you? Because after all, did you know you might be able to stave off the flu with vitamin D? Are you getting enough vitamin D? Our phone line's open no matter what your health care questions. With America's wellness doctor joining us today at one 800 307 right here on Healthy Talk Radio. Now the news and views about the news you won't hear anywhere else. The Healthy Talk Radio News Digest. Our mission to provide you that health care news and views from credible sources that you won't hear anywhere else brings to us America's wellness doctor, uh, uh, our resident medical expert, Julian Whitaker, M.D. Dr. Whitaker, hello and welcome. Hello, Deborah. How are you this morning? I am well and anxious or to... Or rather this afternoon. <laughs> no, it's this morning. Absolutely. Okay. To share with you what's in the current issue of the journal Preventive Medicine, University mm-hmm. of uh, California, San Diego researchers took a look uh, using the World Health Organization database, finding lower rates of cancer, particularly endometrial cancer, where there was more sunlight exposure. Mm-hmm. And their conclusion was that <laughs> vitamin D accounts for the finding, that there is a geographical distribution of cancer that is related to sunlight exposure that is directly related to vitamin D levels, Dr. Whitaker. So you, we have now a sunlight geographical distribution of certain forms of cancer, is that correct? That's correct. We also have a sunlight distribution of the flu. That's right. It's the same thing. You have this low sunlight in the northern latitudes, and then they are ravaged with the flu. You don't get flu in July and August. You get flu in uh, January, February. And you get the flu because of this. Uh, you know, in the wintertime in the northern latitudes, unless they're taking vitamin D by mouth, I don't know that they get any vitamin D from exactly. the sun. Exactly. Because primarily you have to have sun exposure to the skin and what kind of skin is going to be exposed when it's uh, like 32 degrees Fahrenheit? <laughs> Not and, mine. Yeah, and if you, if you believe the, you know, the, the research at the University of uh, Wisconsin, uh, you know, Madison, they believe that there's also a geographical distribution of autoimmune conditions, particularly multiple sclerosis. It seems to follow latitude and vitamin D levels. Well, this is why we've been talking so much about taking vitamin D by mouth. Um, 
generally you have some vitamin D in almost all multiples. I think you have about 400 uh, micro, uh, 400 international units um, in the multiple. But the optimal dose for most people on a daily basis would be a thousand to two thousand units, and there's virtually no toxicity to uh, units of vitamin D at that level. Only benefit. So here you have the ability to do something without any risk to give you huge benefits, you know, preventing flu by improving the immune system, preventing now these geographically distributed cancers. And it's probably all cancer, to tell you the truth, because vitamin D enhances the natural immunity to cancer and to other um, uh, problems with the immune system as well. So vitamin D is something that we need to take in regular doses at a level of about 1,000 to 2,000 international units a day. You know, everybody, you know, makes fun, you know, particularly of, of, for example, you know, the British health, which (laughs) seems to mirror what's going on in this country. And just uh, two weeks ago, the New England Journal of Medicine talked about 80% of the Brits are vitamin D deficient, Dr. Whitaker. 80%. 80%. This never does tend to um, stimulate any public or medical policy to uh, remedy this obvious condition that is leading the Brits and others down the path to rather serious disease. You have all of these uh, cholesterol groups with public policies on cholesterol, and you have these cancer groups with public policy on mammograms. You have these public policies on things that really don't help and can do harm, but you don't have public policy on areas where you can make a huge difference by eliminating this obvious 80% deficiency in vitamin D in the Brits and probably the Northern American, uh, North American uh, Americans and Canadians as well. And we do nothing. It's insane. It really it, it begs to uh, question not just that the system is broken, but that the public doesn't seem to care. They, you know, you, we keep thinking that if we give the public the right information, the public will act in its own self-interest. But that doesn't seem to be the case when it comes, particularly to vitamin D. No, and as you and I well know, you, you still have these practitioners, particularly in hospital settings, that when you dare talk about lifestyle, and you know, for example, heart disease is functional versus structural. I mean, they, they think it's high heresy to even suggest that. <laughs> I, oh, what, you don't think I know that? I know you know that. Oh my goodness, I've been at this for thirty years. I feel like I've been living in a foxhole. No, no. You'll live long enough, and of course, certainly are that. You know, certainly you make a difference in people's lives, and and you know. Every person um, you know, will, will then tell that message to somebody else, and that makes a difference in the end, Dr. Whitaker. I know. Well, let's, let's keep telling them. Absolutely. We need, to, we need to get more persons to tell it to. That's right. Absolutely. Well, this appears in Neurology and Neuroscience. It's a follow-up to Dietary Approaches to Stop Hypertension, the DASH Approach. To, uh, to, to heart disease, which was pioneered at Harvard University. Uh, this is a 24-year follow-up. They find that a DASH-style diet, and of course it's reminiscent of go and get your low-sodium V8 juice, not right. only reduces your risk of, uh, of uh, high blood pressure, now bona fide to reduce your risk of both stroke 
and coronary heart disease uh, determined after a 24-year follow-up study, Dr. Whitaker. Well, I could have told them that. <laughs> How come it took them 24 years to figure that out? They were getting money for it. <laughs> oh, they want to do other studies, right? <laughs> exactly. They followed 88,000 women adhering to a DASH-style diet, uh, finding, as you well know, those, those nutrients, that lifestyle approach makes a difference. Wonderful. And what was the um, uh, result? I mean, how much uh, drop in the blood pressure did they have? Uh, they found a, um, uh, let's see, a 48% reduction in, in blood pressure, mm-hmm. a 24% reduction in uh, coronary heart disease events, and mm-hmm. uh, an 18% reduction in stroke. And this DASH is dietary. This is basically a uh, heart-healthy uh, a uh, higher potassium, higher magnesium diet. Is that exactly. correct? Exactly. Wonderful. Wonderful. All you have to do is eat right. Absolutely. Well, you, our mothers told us that. <laughs> Mom was right. Mom was right. Well, this is interesting. It's a research out of Albert Einstein Medical Center published in the current journal Neurology, focusing on that when somebody has a stroke, um, we often find a focus these days to try and reduce blood pressure, to reduce cholesterol. And they're finding that that doesn't serve patients well. They took a look at 3,600 men and women over the age of, of 35, those who'd had a stroke, finding it was the ones who had higher levels of homocysteine and lower levels of HDL that did the worst, that you can't start you know, lowering cholesterol levels, lowering blood pressure in patients with stroke without some severe consequences, Dr. Whitaker. They, they overshoot with these medications. Yeah. Um, you, you, you know, um, there's uh, Enderol is one of these uh, classically used beta blockers, and they use this almost with everyone. Uh, used to, and it's the same as low pressure. Um, and what they found, you know, in numerous studies, that the more you give, the more uh, of these beta blockers, the more it weakens the heart. That's its mechanism. And then what they found was um, they had this term in the cardiac care unit of enderol zombie, to where the doctor is so enthusiastic about lowering blood pressure and lowering heart rate and lowering strain upon the heart that he kept giving more and more enderol, you know, which is like putting a shackle around the heart's ability to function, and all of a sudden everything just kind of levels out and does nothing. And they have to be admitted to the hospital in congestive heart failure, and they don't know what's going on. So you can overdo these uh, beta blocker medications, which are reducing the um, the rate of... Uh, uh, how the heart responds to beta blockers. Back with more Dr. Whitaker. Warning. Changing that radio dial can be hazardous to your health. So tear off that knob and lock it in on Healthy Talk Radio with Deborah Ray and Julian Whitaker, MD. You'll be glad you did. It's a very important question. Are you getting enough vitamin D? And our guide today, our resident medical expert, you know him best as America's Wellness Doctor, joins us. Our lines open. Your health care questions at 1-800-307-3002. Before we delve into staving off the flu with vitamin D. That's good. Let's say hello and welcome to Edna. You're on the air with Dr. Whitaker. Edna. Morning, Edna. Good morning. I have, I'm calling back. I had an inner ear infection and was dizzy. Mm-hmm. And I told you that they were going to send me to therapy. Mm-hmm. 
Well, the therapy consisted of eye exercises and balance. Mm -hmm. And then after I had the eye exercises down, then it was to balance myself on a small trampoline. Mm -hmm. Then do the eye exercises also while I'm balanced on that trampoline. Mm -hmm. And it does seem to be helping. It, I have to do it every couple of days to keep my balance there and to keep uh, get rid of the dizziness. But it seems to be working. You know, I had some knee surgery about uh, three or four months ago, and they gave me balance exercises as well on a small trampoline. And those work because they are stimulating the nervous tracts. Uh, uh, the professional athletes, when they have an injury in the lower part of the leg, like a sprained ankle, they will go through standing and kind of jumping on that uh, foot on a trampoline to stimulate that nervous uh, connection uh, so that they won't have an additional injury. A lot of these additional injuries are not because the area is weakened, but because the nervous protection of the joint uh, positioning has, uh, has, hasn't been rehabilitated. So these balance mechanisms work. I'm glad to see you got some good results. That's very sophisticated and effective uh, physical therapy. Good for you. Uh, thank you. Mm-hmm. All right, Edna, we appreciate your follow-up. Okay, thank you. Thank mm -hmm. you. Thank you. An open phone line to invite you to join us toll-free, no matter where you're listening to us, at 1-800-307-3002. The question on the table, are you getting enough vitamin D? If we believe the statistics, <laughs> I guess we could say, um, unless you live at the equator, that's the only place where vitamin D uh, deficiency is virtually unknown, Dr. Whitaker. And there's two things going on at the equator. Number one, it's warm. So you're not clothed, and you're not running around without any clothes on. You, you know, you're, you're covered, uh, you know, in an appropriate manner. But your skin, you know, your your um, back, your face, your um, arms, your legs, is getting this UV stimulation from the sun, and that is why you have an improvement in your vitamin D status. Um, <clears throat> African Americans, when they come to this country, coming from Africa, which is much harder because, uh, you know, the equator goes right through the middle of Africa. Mm -hmm. uh, they have even lower vitamin D levels because the sun has to penetrate deeper in dark skin to stimulate vitamin D production. That might even be one of the reasons why the development of humanity in the northern latitudes was white, with um, you know less pigment in the skin, and why uh, with more sun they had more pigment in the skin for the protection against the UV because everybody was getting it. And in the northern latitudes, they're just not getting enough, so they, uh, it was an uh, advantage not to have high degrees of pigment in the skin. Because you can see pigmented skin, you know, follows down towards the equator. Sure, sure. And interesting because, you know, that whole fish oil uh, story came out of studies of the Inuit Indians right. who, um, who ate a diet that was, of course, rich in, in fat, but nobody forgot to, <laughs> nobody looked at the vitamin D, which is probably as important or yep. certainly an important adjunct to, to fish oil, Dr. Whitaker. And they were getting additional vitamin D in the fish oil. See, fish oil, again, has, uh, you know, natural foods, you know, supply uh, a, a complete array of uh, beneficial elements. And you're going to get vitamin D uh, and vitamin A in um, natural fish oil and fish livers and things of this nature. So uh, that's just, that was protecting those Indians, absolutely. 
So all those mothers who began to, to wean their children to cod liver oil, uh, it sounds like, you know, you know, just as we started, you know, moms knew best that, that inherently they knew that the nutrients in cod liver oil that included vitamin D do make a difference uh, uh, even for, for the very young Dr. Whitaker. Absolutely. Um, that's when you start. That's when nutrition makes the most difference is when you're developing. Because uh, you need the you need the maximum amount of of healthy nutrition, particularly the omega three fatty acids, to hit these developmental milestones. You know the walking, the talking, you know the perception level. Um, you know my grandchildren are grow grow up. You know uh, vitamin D um, uh, satisfied. Yeah, yeah. But you know we, we took a look at at. You know all this this focus these days with with flu vaccines, and I think we we have you know have really missed the mark when it comes to true flu prevention, Dr. Whitaker. Yes, we have, and I think that what we're doing is we are artificializing artificializing uh, you know the safety from flu. You know the vaccines actually don't work when you do meta-analysis; they don't really work. But what does work is the vitamin D. Because when you look at the, the geographic distribution of flu, it follows what we talked about in the last hour, the geographic distribution of certain cancers. The northern latitudes have them. The southern latitudes don't. Uh, and this has to do with the vitamin D exposure, uh, the vitamin D production by the skin in response to the uh, ultraviolet light from the sun. Why do we have flu in the winter? Because we don't get any ultraviolet stimulation of the skin. So it's very simple. Uh, and it's interesting to me that the um, geographical distribution of flu, uh, the epidemiology of flu, was only worked out about 15 years ago. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, we've been giving people flu vaccine knowing that flu was occurring in the winter. Right. But it was, I don't remember his name, but there was a physician who did an epidemiological study and found that the flu was directly related to the decreasing um, uh, exposure to ultraviolet light, which retrospectively is like, duh, of course. (laughs) But it was not a part of the literature until just recently. This would explain why flu breaks out at the same time in New York City as it does in Paris. Right. Right. You know, and they're not, you know, the Parisians are not infecting New York, and New York is not infecting the uh, Parisians, but they break out with the same kind of flu. And it has to do with that the, the, uh, the geographic um, association of uh, low UV light is the same in Paris and New York. Well, if we take a look at, um, uh, and we've had the opportunity to uh, to speak with Dr. John Jacob Cannell, uh, of course, who has been instrumental in, in, the, in spreading the research about vitamin D. I understand that um, he actually, uh, when a flu epidemic broke out a couple years ago, because he was working in a uh, California maximum security psychiatric hospital, uh, started using vitamin D during this flu epidemic with some amazing results, Dr. Whitaker. I think in his unit, they didn't have a single case of flu. And in all of the units around him, the penetration of flu was like in double-digit percent. And he was surrounded by um, units and cells that had a a large amount of flu. And he was only using about 2,000 units of vitamin D. And his entire cell didn't have any flu. I haven't had the flu in 20 years. 
and don't plan to. And my protection has been vitamin D. I have to admit that I, of late, and particularly this year, my vitamin D intake has gone up. But in but if you're taking multiple vitamins, you're getting some vitamin D. And any amount that you take in during the flu season is going to have some benefit. You just likely need to increase your vitamin D intake as a standalone vitamin during the flu. Let that be your flu shot. Sure, sure. We've got a lot to talk about, an important question on the table. Are you getting enough vitamin D, staving off even the flu with vitamin D, with America's wellness doctor, Dream Whitaker, MD, joining us today? As always, we're here for you. Any of your health care questions, we invite you to join us. It's a toll-free number, 1-800-307-3002, 1-800-307-3002, right here on Healthy Talk Radio with Dr. Julian Whitaker. I'm Deborah Ray. The information on Healthy Talk Radio may not represent the views of this network, this radio station, or its sponsors, but it might just be good for your health. Now, here's Julian Whitaker, MD, America's Wellness Doctor, and Deborah Ray, America's First Lady of Health. Our lines open. They are on a regular basis with America's Wellness Doctor, Julian Whitaker, MD, joining us. It's 1-800-307-3002. Posing the question, are you getting enough vitamin D? Talking about all the research to indicate staving off the flu with vitamin D. And, of course, there's many other reasons. Reducing your risk of chronic pain, uh, uh, your incidence of autoimmune conditions, your incidence of, of cancers. Let's go to the phones, Dr. Whitaker, and say hello Great. and welcome to Denise. You're on the air with Dr. Whitaker. Denise? Good morning, Denise. Good morning. How are you? Just fine. What's Good. up? Um, my question is, and what I'm concerned about, my husband and I both are diabetics. Mm-hmm. And in the past, um, I have been, my doctor has automatically given me flu shots every mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. And I'm choosing not to take one this year. Mm-hmm. Um, lately, I've been taking vitamin D. Um, I just started maybe a couple of months ago. On a, oh, that's great. Now, yes, how much vitamin D. D are you taking? Well, I, I only take one capsule a day. And how many units are in the one capsule? Um, I think it's the one that I'm taking is um, 100 milligrams. So it's probably 1,000 mm-hmm. units or... Mm-hmm. Is that is that yeah bit? yeah that's pretty that's pretty good guesstimation absolutely okay, okay. that's fine okay because I don't want to take the flu shots because every year when I take them I get so sick and well, it makes me more sick before well, I take the shot so well that's a reason not to take it wouldn't you think <laughs> <laughs> huh? you got that right I was just concerned about being a diabetic it, and you in know, your doctor... case in your case if you want to get the flu just take a flu shot right <laughs> you got it. <laughs> Now, I've got a question for you, Dr. Whitaker. If Denise feels the flu coming on or her husband feels the flu coming on, can you take some more vitamin D oh, at that yes. point? You see, vitamin D, uh, you can take uh, up to f- three to five of those capsules you, you, you've got. Okay. okay. As a matter of fact, if it is 100 uh, milligrams, which I'm equating to 1,000 units, mm-hmm. Uh, international units, I would say doubling that now anyway. Okay. Make it two a day. Okay. Uh, and that would give you some additional protection against the flu. But okay. um, I, uh, I think what you'll find is that, number one, it's not going to make you sick the way the flu shot did. Right. And number two, it is likely going to protect you from any kind of flu anyway. Okay. So uh, is that there, and, and there are other benefits to vitamin D in addition to that. Uh, you said you and your husband both have diabetes? We are both diabetes, and we both are African-American. Okay, you're African-American mm-hmm. diabetics, and are you heavy? Yes, I am. My husband's not, but I am. 
Now, um, how uh, how many how, how much do you weigh? I weigh um, two hundred and fifteen pounds, and I'm about five ten. I'm a tall woman. Okay, two fifteen. So you're mm-hmm. pretty heavy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, um, that is likely. Are you taking medication for diabetes? Yes, I take a pill. Okay. Well, uh, Deborah, let's take her name and number. I'm going to send you my book, Reversing Diabetes. Okay. 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 And I'm going to send it to you on the condition mm-hmm. that you read it. Okay. Okay. I, I certainly will. <laughs> All right. I've heard this... of it, but I have not read it. But I'll be more than happy to. Okay. Read. Now you are really uh, you're not taking the other medications, are no. you? No. Good. Uh, this could probably give you a way out so that you wouldn't have to take medications at all. Oh, I don't that use would be it. wonderful. Yeah, I don't use the oral drugs mm-hmm. uh, because mm-hmm. oftentimes I find that the side effects from the oral drugs, the serious side effects from the oral drugs, the diabetes are more uh, more serious than the disease, actually. Okay. And don't you use um, vitamin D even therapeutically with diabetic patients in your clinical practice, Dr. Whitaker? We use the vitamin D therapeutically with almost everything, okay. um, you know, okay. but we do use it for diabetes, but that's not one of our one of our major therapies. Okay. I think one of the major things, Deborah, that we do for diabetics is to get them to walk for 10 minutes after each meal. I this do exercise. I exercise four times a week. Good. So. Hey, that's great. Mm-hmm. So You're I do well exercise. on your way. Yeah, but unlike I, I don't like oral medications anyhow <laughs> myself, okay. so if I can read this book and it can help me reverse it, I would be more than happy to read it. Well, when you get off the line, the uh, mm-hmm. producer is going to take your address. We're going to send okay. that book out to you. Okay, Great. That be Sounds wonderful. Great. Right. Good Great. question. Good Great. Question. Thank you nice so much. Calling. All right. Thank you for joining us today. An open phone line to invite you to join us toll-free, no matter where you're listening to us, 1-800-307-3002. James, hello and welcome. You're on the Earth, Dr. Whitaker. Yes, hey, James. I'd like to ask about, uh, I know sunshine is supposed to help us generate vitamin D in our bodies. That's from correct. Our gastrols, cholesterols, all that good stuff. In the wintertime, uh, I know there's things like sad and so on, but wouldn't the vitamin D that we take interfere with our body producing the vitamin D from sunshine? No. No, okay. it doesn't. Uh-uh. But but I still need to get that sunshine or something like it in the wintertime. You, well, in the wintertime, you can't get it unless you go to a tanning bed. Well, you can set up full-spectrum lights in your house. I've, I've done that. That won't give you the UV. Oh, okay. You I see, also have the, uh, what do you call it, the tanning lights or the sunlight. Yeah, now that will give you some vitamin D. Okay. But, um, the uh, see, vitamin D is in food. It is something that you can take by mouth. So this is not an unnatural uh, um, uh Activity. Uh, the Alaskans were taking a lot of vitamin D, and they lived without any sun at all for uh, six months. Oh, yeah. And they, their vitamin D was coming from cod liver oil and from fish oil and where other animals that had vitamin D as well. A uh, uh, high, high oily uh, type diet, right? Yeah, a high fish oily diet. Fish oily diet, yeah. But um, uh, uh, human beings... Um, particularly those in um, in Western cultures don't eat as much fish, or take in as much vitamin D, or get and as much sunshine, this, and, and they don't get as much sunshine. And in Europe, they found that eighty percent of the population had sub had uh, deficiencies in vitamin D, eighty percent. So, unless you're taking it by mouth, you have an eight out of ten chance of being deficient in this very important nutrient. Okay, you said earlier that 100 milligrams was equivalent to 1,000 units. Yeah, I'm not sure how the milligrams and the units translate. 
Well, milligrams, uh, of course, you know, being you you know that being milligram is a millionth of a gram, not a millionth, yeah, a thousandth of a gram. Exactly. I think units are a millionth. Well, whatever, but generally um, the vitamin D in in most uh, multiples will list it as four hundred units. Okay. Um, but and, and I'm not sure where she was getting a milligram, but I'm I was just assuming that that would equate to about a thousand units. So but in any case, I recommend I don't, I don't recommend looking for for milligrams of vitamin D. Look for units. Okay. Um, but you're talking like three thousand units a day. Uh, two thousand a unit. Two thousand a day. Okay. Uh huh. And uh, that would be. Uh, let's see. I'm looking at my vitamin D here, and it it lists is as each capsule contains one thousand units. So it is units that you're looking for, and you want to get about two thousand units a day during the winter. Okay. okay. Can I ask you something off subject? Sure. Why? Sure. Of course. I'm, I can't promise you I'll answer. Well, I have a friend <laughs> that has severe lymphedema of her legs. Uh huh. And I've researched it as much as I can. I can't find anything that anybody can offer her as help. One leg or both legs? Going to New York legs? for some kind of massage. Wait, 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 wait. One leg or both legs? Both legs. Okay. Here's something to give a try. And you're going to need to get a physician to do this for you. And okay. we've had some experience with this. And that is a, a prescription drug called low dose naltrexone. Now, low dose naltrexone. And one of my nurses, she had severe lymphedema in both legs, and she took this, and it cleared up quite rapidly, to her surprise and to our surprise. Cool. So low dose naltrexone. Now, here's, here's the tricky part. Low-dose naltrexone is a very low dose of a drug that is used to treat heroin addicts because it blocks the receptor sites in the brains for endorphins. Uh, at a very low level, one-tenth the normal, uh, the, the generally given amount. For instance, 50 milligrams is given. The low dose is 4.5 milligrams. And you take it at night. That stimulates endorphin uh, production. And uh, we've had some experience that lymphedema responded to that, as does other conditions. But you, the trick is you're going to need to get a physician to write the prescription, and the prescription has to go to a compounding pharmacy. You're not going to find it at, a, at an over-the-counter, I mean at a regular uh, pharmacy like a Rite Aid or a CVS or or uh, you're not going to find it at a regular pharmacy. It's going to have to be a compounding pharmacy that deals in um, uh, uh, unusual uh, prescriptions for drugs. And okay. there are compounding pharmacies everywhere. Okay. As a well, matter of fact, there's a, a low dose. And look it up on the Internet. Okay. You've got a great website. LD Naltrexone. N-A-L-T-R-E-X-O-N-E. LD now Trexone. Okay. And they'll probably tell you how to contact the compounding pharmacy. Okay. I appreciate now, that very much. If you do that and she gets it and she takes it, call back and let us know. Now I, I can't I don't have a whole lot of experience with lymphedema and I'm not sure if the studies with low dose naltrexone included lymphedema. They may have. But I've just had a uh, some personal anecdotal experience that it helped and it's worth a try because it's very safe. Okay. I appreciate that very much. And give us a call back and let us know. I sure will. Thanks, Tim. That's a promise. Thank mm -hmm. you. Thank you. An open mm -hmm. phone line to invite you to join us toll-free, no matter where you're listening to us, at 1-800-307-3002. Let's say hello and welcome to Diana. You're on the air with Dr. Whitaker. Diana. Morning, Diana. Good morning, Deborah and Dr. Whitaker. Uh, I apologize. This isn't about, about vitamin D. 
That's okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, we're probably connected in the end. You know that, Diana. <laughs> well, I did have a well, problem. Hey, Diana, yeah. I don't care what this is regarding. I'm going to tell you to take vitamin D. <laughs> I am taking vitamin D because I did have a vitamin D problem. I know I did. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. Uh, What's up? Okay. I've got two things. First, uh, dry mouth and sore tongue. My tongue isn't sore right now, but I've had sore tongue different times. I have taken uh, zinc for it before. Uh, one time it helped, another time it didn't. But my dry mouth is continuous, uh, and I don't know why I don't take any uh, prescription drugs at all. And you don't know why you're having the dry mouth? And no, I don't. And you are drinking plenty of water, and you're staying hydrated and all that kind of stuff? Right? Yes. Okay. You know, I don't know. Now, this I is rare. You don't, you don't find doctors that will say, I don't know. Uh-huh. But right now, I don't know. Deborah, you got any suggestions for dry mouth? Um, only that there are some uh, some some herbs. Um, um, in fact, um, who's the the company that does the uh, the um, oh oh gosh the Ekamir. Uh mm-hmm. They have a um, uh, a natural agent in terms of actually uh, stimulating that saliva production with some herbs, and I've seen it in the Townsend letter, Diana. If you want to leave away, I'll be happy to do some research for you. Okay. Yeah, leave, leave your name and address, and Deborah, when you send her that information, send it to me, too. Sure, sure, absolutely. <laughs> so the Townsend letter had something on increasing of saliva production, is that right, correct? Right, right. Scandinavian Naturals, who does the, the Ekamir, the shark liver oil, uh, has okay. done some research on um, uh, natural ways to stimulate uh, uh, the salivary glands, and they actually have a product that, that escapes me right this moment, uh, moment Diana, but I'll, I'll find it and get the research for you, too. It's important. Have you seen a physician about this? Uh, I've talked to my doctor about it, and he just uh, suggested some uh, drugs, I guess. Such and as? I'm, I'm taking a homeopathic medicine It's uh, for dry mouth. Uh, and, and he suggested that? No, he did not. My uh, naturopathic doctor did. And, oh, okay. uh, but but now I'm going to have to go see her every time I need a bottle of it. So that, you know, it's going to be a charge there, too. Okay, we'll see if you can buy two bottles. Okay. Well, anyway, um, uh, Deborah's going to look research that. She's going to send both you and I the, um, the, the, the uh, herbs that were developed in Scandinavia for the increasing of saliva production. Because oh, I okay. must admit, this is I have not had any experience with this particular condition. Would okay? that have any... Anything to do with the uh, sore tongue? Because usually, well, is like it, I said, is my it, is tongue is sometimes my tongue, my mouth right now, the roof of it feels odd. My tongue isn't sore, but sometimes it will be. Is it red? Uh, the last Real time red, it I mean, was. beefy red. Excuse me. Last time it got sore, it was, but usually it wouldn't really be bright red like it was last time around the edges. Well, a lot of times, uh, if I my general chemistry on nutrition, that a that a red sore tongue indicates a B12 deficiency. Okay, I've taken B12 too. Okay, you might get your physician because I do this with my patients now. Now I'm going to start doing it more to give a larger dose, I M or subcutaneous with a very small needle of uh, methylcobalamin, which is a B12. Uh, injection. Now you can absorb the B12 by mouth, but uh, the the injectable B12 tends to be beneficial in people, and that would be another thing I would try also for your red tongue and for the 
saliva because, um, you know, a larger dose of B12, in, uh, IM or subcutaneous, and I'm talking about maybe a thousand units or two thousand units of uh, B12 um, once or twice a week could be a very beneficial therapy for both of those conditions. And you might be taking that B12 shot, and, uh, you know, any physician can do that. Mm-hmm. But finding one who will is the problem. So, but um, a, a B12 shot like that might help that um, uh, beefy red tongue and also the saliva. Okay? okay I, I am taking a B, uh, sublingual B12. And that's good. And that will get into the system. And I had, had shifted my pa- uh, patients over to both oral and sublingual. Uh, the oral gets into the system. But I think that the injection just tends to put larger amounts of B12 into the system, and I'm going to start using that again with my patients. Back with more of Dr. Whitaker. Diana, thanks for your call. America's number one source for healthcare information, news, and medical breakthroughs. Making America healthy coast to coast. It's Healthy Talk Radio with Deborah Ray and Dr. Julian Whitaker. America's wellness doctor. Our line's open to invite you to join us at 1-800-307-3002. The question on the table, are you getting enough vitamin D? And I I wanted to to have a better handle on that conversion because I know it it depends upon the weight of the molecule. And what I found is that 1,000 international units of vitamin D is equivalent to 250 milligrams of vitamin D, Dr. Whitaker. Oh, I see. So 1,000 is 250 milligrams. Yeah. So that... uh, 100 milligrams would be about 800 right, units. Right, right. Yeah, and that's about, that, that would uh, work out about right because that's what both multiples have and the way vitamin D comes in about 800 units. Yeah, yeah. But 2,000 units a day is what I would recommend. And when vitamin D is uh, sold off the shelf as a vitamin D or calcium mixture only, um, then you're going to get it generally given in units. So you want to take about 2,000 units of uh, vitamin D a day. And Good. You, Thanks, Deb. And, and the new move to, uh, you know, to, to really revisit, you know, what is the recommended daily intake of vitamin D? I would say the recommended daily intake of vitamin D should be about 2,000 a day. Yeah. Now, as all of us know, the recommended daily intake of these nutrients is so low as to just be silly, uh, like uh, 70 milligrams of vitamin C. When... Animals, other mammals that manufacture vitamin C in their system, in the liver. See, human beings and uh, apes, great apes, and the fruit-eating bat and hamsters, we're the only living organisms that don't manufacture vitamin C. But other mammals our size manufacture uh, 4,000 to 6,000 milligrams of vitamin C daily. And when they're under stress or they're ill, their liver churns out sometimes twice as twice as much. Mm-hmm. So the recommended daily allowance of vitamin C shouldn't be this minuscule amount that has been shown to prevent scurvy. It should be an amount of vitamin C that would produce optimal health, and you should get, take a, a hint from other mammals who are producing vitamin C to do just that, produce sure. optimum health, sure. and take a hint from them. But we don't, of course. Uh, so the um, uh, I, I don't pay much attention to the RDA. Basically, it's a minimalist uh, mentality, and it also um, equates everyone as equal. Right. right. There is no completely average human being. Yeah. 
for sure. His needs are going to be all over the map relative to what average would be considered. Well, great information. Of course, the take-home message, your best bait, bet for making it through the flu system, increase your intake of vitamin D. Great information. A privilege and pleasure, fun. Dr. Whitaker. If you missed anything or want to share it, of course you do. You can share it for two weeks. The show archived online, HealthyTalkRadio.com. America's Wellness, Dr. G. Whitaker, M.D., joins us. Our thanks to him. Our thanks to you. And Deborah reminding you, live long, stay healthy.